Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? If they're having to dig for more information, I think you're really possibly maybe losing the cell. I think you want to be clear right off the bat. You know, some of the dimensions are missing. I think dimensions is huge for this product um, because it's it's another thing. Like, well, how big is it? You know, how much is and nothing's converted as far as say like if it you know how much it holds. You can you can go and get like your top three competitors and dig through their listings. Go to all the uh, questions the FAQs and questions on their listings and get all those and write them down and then translate that information. Like what are people asking? There are some products that I've launched that have been slow burns and it's taken a year to ramp up. And so if you don't have that success early on, do not get discouraged and, you know, continue on, keep looking for ways, you know, if you don't have video, add video, make sure you're filling up, you know, all of your product photos, you know, change your title, you know, switch things up, but don't stop. And you're definitely going to learn things in this phase. Welcome everyone to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Shoma and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, it is part two of the interview with Kiefer Hoag. Kiefer is a beginning seller on Amazon, and if you listened last week, we had a great coaching call. Now, Ken, this is one of our first coaching calls that we've done, and it went so well that we had to break it out into a two-part episode. What were some of your key takeaways from the interview? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's really good to get back. Uh, you know, you and I were were there, you know, a few years ago, David, and and to get back to you know someone like Kiefer just starting out. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool sharing the knowledge. Uh, the uh, conversation went so well. Uh, you know, it, it ran long, so we, we cut it into two parts. We covered quite a bit. You know, Kiefer is he's pretty deep into the process of you know getting ready to launch his first product on Amazon. So he had you know he had tons of questions for us. You know, Kiefer's been, you know, he's been, he's been around a few years working on MLMs and Shopify source drop shipping and things like that. So he's got some, he's got some, you know, pretty well-rounded knowledge, but yeah, we touched on, on, on several topics, you know, listing, shipping, sourcing, things like that. It, it was, it was a great conversation. Absolutely. For all you country music listeners out there, there's a song by Brad Paisley called Letter to Me. And he talks about in this song, what he wish if he were to write a letter, what it would say to his kid self. And, you know, when I think of this interview, I I feel like we were passing along a lot of knowledge that we wish that we would have known at the beginning of our process. And so uh, really looking forward to this interview. Enjoy. So, Kiefer, what are some other questions that you have? So is, is um, see the, so the pictures, 
I think that was something I was kind of looking at my idea as far as like what I wanted to do as far as my product photography is a little bit different than to what I'm seeing. Uh, I just, I just don't know if it's, it's common. Well, it does seem kind of common, uh, but I just don't know why that is. So on Amazon, it seems like a lot of products, they almost seem like 3d renderings. Like they just don't seem like they're showing the actual product. And for me, um, I do, I mean, I like doing a lot of secondhand shopping, like Facebook market, Craigslist. Um, I've done like a lot of bartering and stuff like that. For me, I like seeing the actual product. I can, however, um, I do have the skills to kind of edit that, put white space around it. But it feels like a lot of 3D renderings. I just don't know if that's good practice, that people like 3D renderings, or if it would be good to kind of, you know, really capture the product, remove any outer space, and then apply that white background. Because my competitors, I just feel like a lot of theirs is 3D. I mean, they do have their um, kind of like infographics with self, so you know, like little circles, and it's got little details and things like that, uh, which I thought would be good to add. But I will kind of feel they're lacking some lifestyle photos. It's literally the bottle edited on a person who's not really holding the bottle. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it seems cheesy to me. What do you, uh, what do you guys think on that? Yeah, so I would say, uh, and I'll give you my advice, but I would say a deep dive. Everything that we know about product photography is in episode 17, A Beginner's Guide to Product Photography. But I would say, based on what you've told us now, this is something that I would look to outsource. And, you know, as it relates to what you want your hero image to be, and this is going to cost a little bit more, but I would have a couple different hero images. And what you can do is you can split test those. You can look at what is converting. And when you have three options, you can you know, change them every week and measure what is doing better, what attracts the most eyeballs. But if you think about how you shop, when you're scrolling through Amazon, most likely it's the picture that gets your attention, right? There may be a catchy title, but like it's the picture. We are visual creatures. And so unless you have a background in photography or you know somebody that takes really good photos, I think that this would be something good to get off your plate and just to be like very blunt, if I was you, I would go to productphotography.com. I think it's 80 bucks per hero image. They also do infographics. They sell packages. I went back and I looked at, I've got about 300 SKUs, and I looked at my top performing, most profitable ASINs, and all of them have been from images, hero images that I've outsourced. I have an LED light box. I have taken a ton of pictures on my own. From a number standpoint, those have not performed relative to the professional photos. And so I also would add that don't do the same thing that your competitors are doing. You know, your competitors already have reviews. And so if you are offering something that is the same as them and you have less reviews, most likely the customer is just going to buy theirs. And so I think thinking of ways, as you mentioned, to differentiate yourself from these other suppliers, I think is a great idea. And so you had mentioned like lack of infographics. That's a great spot. You know, put that in your number two slot on pictures, you know, right next to your hero image. And that'd be a great way to, you know, set yourself apart from the pack. And I would also mention, I know you didn't ask about this, but video, that is something that And this can be something that you shoot yourself. This can be something that you outsource, but show the product in use. When I'm shopping, I love to look at product videos over and above images. And if I look at my listings that convert the best, they're the ones with video. Absolutely. 
So yeah, I think that was the route I kind of want to go. It just felt like looking at my competitors' photos, I don't think any of them actually have video. They actually never really show the actual product. And I feel like it's it's just a huge it's a huge miss because then I mean they're having to dig into reviews and for me I feel like if you do have negative reviews then those reviews and they're searching for photos and, and then they start stumbling upon that it just you know they're if they're having to dig for more information I think you're really possibly maybe losing the cell I think you want to be clear right off the bat you know some of the dimensions are missing I think dimensions is huge for this product um, because it's it's another thing like well how big is it you know how much is and nothing's converted as far as say like if it you know how much it holds as far as say if it holds a liquid then they're not touching how much ounces you know it's still in milliliters i think it you really got to look at your market as far as those things go so so those are some of the things i'm seeing that are missing on what they're doing on their listings yeah a couple things i'd like to add to that keeper is it sounds like you have a pretty good read on on the lifestyle and using the product. I totally agree with that. And you know, you want to have you want to have lifestyle images with with models that are happy and smiling, right? Like you want the customer to look at that image and 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 put themselves there. Like, oh, that product's gonna make me happy too, right? A couple of things. One, for your lead image, like David mentioned, you, you definitely want to spend the cash on it and get it professionally done. I would even recommend getting, you know, like David said, two or three hero images. And you can go to a site called PicFu. And if you know your demographics on who buys this product, you can, you know, you can spend a hundred bucks on PicFu and get a survey of, you know, you want to drill into people that shop on Amazon. People are at this demographic, female, male, whatever it is that's going to use your product. And then you can run it through and you can have the highest converting hero image, at least one to start with right out of the gate. And you know, the second thing is a little bit next level, but you can you can go and get like your top three competitors and dig through their listings, go to all the uh, questions, the uh, FAQs and questions on their listings and get all those and write them down and then translate that information. Like, what are people asking? Like you mentioned earlier, the dimensions. That's huge, right? If 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 you see like on every single listing, people are saying, how big is this or 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 how much does this hold or, or, you know, whatever, what's, what's the warranty or what's the, the life of this product, whatever it is, incorporate those into your images and, you know, you're going to answer the questions. So could be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's great. Yes. So that's something I kind of wouldn't have thought about as, as far as I kind of touched on it, but maybe uh, undervalued, maybe how important that is. So I'm really glad I asked that question for sure. What else is on your list? Um, so let's see, like, so expectation as far as like when sales start. Yeah. I know you guys said like, um, you know, perseverance, maybe it's a reassurance kind of question. And I think it might vary between, you know, product to product. I think it just really depends. But as far as you guys know, as far as when you first launching your product, when do you, I say, would see kind of like your first sell after ad spend about an average number of ad spend before actually seeing your first sell. And also within that topic, kind of, I heard some of you guys talking about building an audience before a launch. So I actually have 80, about 8,500 followers on my Instagram. I've got it up to 10,000 a couple of times, but I just, I never had a link to actually share. So I got to get back up there. But as far as that goes, because I think two of those kind of go hand in hand. Definitely. So I'm going to just attack the build the audience. 8,500 is a 
lot of followers. That exceeds any brand that I currently have. And that is huge. That's a lot of eyeballs. And so when you think about your product launch, you know, think about pay-per-click advertising, but those posts are free, you know, to the, it, it takes your time to create them. But I would, I would, you know, have a countdown. I would have a seven day countdown and to your product launch. And to the extent that your, you know, product is in, in inventory, have a launch day and offer, you know, coupon codes, offer things to your audience that's going to drive traffic. And so, you know, that is huge. That's a humongous asset that you have. You mentioned earlier that you have, you know, the Instagram following. I, I would I would say like, you know, kind of David, I would attack, attack your first product launch pretty heavy, you know, you know, get your Instagram following, get coupon codes, get them all dialed in. And so when, as soon as that listing goes live, uh, you crank up an auto PPC campaign and then, and then you hit it pretty heavy because, because the first, they call this the honeymoon period. The first two weeks to 30 days of a product launch is when Amazon is learning about this product. The algorithm is, is, is looking at all the keywords in the listing and figuring out, okay, what is this product and, and who's going to be buying this? So you want to start up an auto PPC campaign, set your bids pretty high and whatever your budget is for a launch. You know, you might, you know, you'll have to figure it out, you know, whether you're going to, whether you're going to go 10, 20, 50, hundred dollars a day or whatever. I mean, you're, you're going to get sales pretty much immediately. Like within the first few days, you know, flood your Instagram followers to your listing, get that traffic because the, as soon as you can get that flywheel going on Amazon, you know, and, and, and hit it with all different signals. Like, like you're, if you hit it with people from your Instagram you know, it's going to be signals from social media. If you hit it from PBC campaign, they're going to be getting, you know, from there, if you can hit it from a bunch of different angles, Facebook ads, maybe drive a, you know, some couple of Facebook ads, just kind of trickle in. You can also do the, the Amazon Vine in the early reviewer program as well. And, and that's going to like, I, I do that now. As soon as you launch your product, you can enroll in there. Uh, it's going to get you some, it's going to get you kind of that momentum, the sales moving, and it's also going to get you some reviews, your initial reviews. So all of that stuff together is, is pretty important. But the answer to your question is you should get sales in the first, first couple of days. Once you turn on that, that auto PPC campaign, if you have your listing and everything dialed in. Okay. Keeper, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you uh, kind of a, a alternate scenario, which, which was mine. First month I made three sales for a total of $45. First two months, I was still under $200 in sales. I would say, like, if you follow these steps, you will likely uh, make some sales for sure. But, like, to the extent that that does not happen, do not stop. You know, when you launch a product, you have zero reviews. And so, you know, doing things like the early reviewer program, like Ken mentioned, is a great idea. And what I can tell you is it will only get better. There are some products that I've launched that have been slow burns, and it's taken a year to ramp up. And so if you don't have that success early on, do not get discouraged and you know, continue on. Keep looking for ways. You know, If you don't have video, add video. Make sure you're filling up you know, all of your product photos. You know, change your title. You know, switch things up, but don't stop. And you're definitely going to learn things in this phase. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. 
But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, no, that that's that's super helpful. I think that that really helps me a lot. Just, I mean, it's, it's completely different, so it's really hard to take some of my past knowledge with the whole drop shipping versus Amazon, just because there's so many things that have already are lined up to be successful with Amazon that wasn't necessarily given when I tried drop shipping. And I think just right off the bat is the fact that Amazon already has so many trusted followers that when they buy something off there, especially if they prime the two-day shipping, there's already a level of trust given by the customer. So I think that's that's reassuring knowing that, you know, that ad spin is probably going to end up paying off, you know, within the first week. Yeah, yeah. One big difference that I've, you know, that I've noticed or you'll notice as well from coming from dropshipping or Shopify with the dropshipping or Shopify store, you're going to have to send traffic to it, right? Like you're going to have to send paid traffic to it. So the difference with Amazon is they have, you know, tens of millions of, of eyeballs that are going to, that are, they're going to flood in and see it. So, and with that trust factor, the same, you know, now PVC is, is obviously going to be, you know, a little bit cheaper than, than, you know, flooding a bunch of paid traffic to a Shopify store because they're, the trust factor is not there. Right. So it might take, you know, 20 visits to get a conversion. Whereas, you know, on Amazon, your conversion rate is going to be a lot higher. So you'll, you'll probably, uh, hopefully you're going to be surprised when, whenever you start running ads and, and, and you get, you know, high conversion rates. So a conversion rate on your listing, it really depends on, you know, reviews. It depends on a lot of stuff, images, reviews, a, a lot of things, but a good conversion rate over 20% is, is, is a good conversion rate. That's, that's, I would target that. Right on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm overall, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident with my standpoint. So it's really good to kind of reach out and talk with you guys and know that, you know, a lot of the things I'm kind of thinking or stressing about is kind of, you know, coming together. Yeah, it's, it's pretty helpful. Just, just having someone who's done it and has tried and true and things just to say like, listen, you know, <laughs> like I think you're, you're going good. Just keep going. So I thank you guys for that. Definitely. Absolutely. We enjoy this. Let's do one more question and then dive into the uh, fire round. All right. So on some of the ones, let's see, I guess this kind of goes back to some of my product research and some of the things I've seen on Amazon. Let's see, like a BSR rating, like a bestseller rating. So with this product, it kind of ranged between like 190 to about 83. I think somewhere in a few of those two, I did see somewhere in like 5,000. But they rank in different categories at different levels, anywhere from like uh, 5,000 to like 200, and just different categories. Just another kind of reassurance. Those sound like pretty reasonable numbers as far as that goes. I just, I just seemed like they were so far stretched on some of them as far as bestseller rating and kind of like where they ranked in within different categories. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the BSR in different categories is going to be different, right? So like, right. let's say you have home and kitchen versus furniture or something, right? So yeah. like a lower BSR just means a higher sales velocity. And those numbers you're saying, you know, one, you said 180, uh, that's a really high sales velocity, no matter what category it's in. That's a, that's a really high sales velocity. 5,000, 
that's a that's a legitimate sales velocity you know i i tr don't target anything super low because you're going to have a lot of com competition coming in right so in that it, it's tough to say like hey here's a perfect sweet spot for bsr and really the bsr is not really a metric that i that i even really look at uh, a bsr is almost like it's almost like just your uh your rating for sales how many sales you're getting it it really doesn't it really doesn't have an impact on anything what i what i do look at bsr is i look at bsr for sales history and trends so you know i mean you've looked at google trends for this product i would look at the bsr and over the over you know two years and see see is it does it is it seasonal is it spike or whatever but in terms of yeah bsr i, I wouldn't really look at that in terms of numbers and, and now the category is a different story so when you launch your product you want to make sure you launch it in the right category so if your competitors are are all in one category I would definitely launch it in the same category. Now, if they're spread apart, you might want to take a look at that and see if some competitors are doing better in a certain category than the other ones. So you might want to look at that a little bit. So Okay. So yeah, I think it landed, you know, household items, like kitchen items and sports items seem to be like the three, which I can see they could fit into, but it does seem like within the kitchen spaces, some of those best numbers I was seeing. Yeah, I, I would go in that direction then and launch okay. it in that category. Right. Perfect. All right, Kiefer. So uh, anytime we have a guest on uh, Firing the Man podcast, we do a lightning round and we ask three questions. They're really easy. Are you ready? Yep, let's shoot. All right. What is your favorite book? So favorite book. So for me, not much of a favorite per thing. I think for me, my favorite book is as it pertains to what I am um, interested in at that moment or what left a big impact. So one of them was a four hour work week. I think as that one pertains to Amazon and business in general, it really helped put perspective as far as like what online business could be. Um, I think it kind of even goes back to like a rich dad, poor dad. I think it helped put in perspective as far as, you know, how you make a business and more specifically a business out of the online space um, as far as like outsourcing. Yeah, I think that was one of my top favorites. I'm currently reading one, rereading one right now. Um, I don't know if you guys heard it. It's called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've not heard of that one. I've heard him on, uh, he's been on Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really like him. I'm smiling over here. You mentioned two books, Four Hour Workweek and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've read a lot of books in my day. I've only reread two books, and you named both of them. I don't like to reread books, but I think there are some very valuable lessons in each one of those that, that it's worth rereading or revisiting every couple of years. So awesome read. Both great books. Uh, so Kiefer, what are your hobbies? Uh, so well, there's quite a few things I like to do. Um, being in Oregon, uh, I do have the chance to go snowboarding. I really enjoy that. That's not something I'm like a diehard fan about, but I, I do think it's something that's pretty challenging. So I do like to do that. Fitness, I do like fitness. CrossFit was super fun. I like fixing things. Cars, probably why I've done construction for a while, I like working with my hands. Um, I'm pretty open. As far as I go, if it's something I enjoy, I'm pretty competitive. So anything competitive is good for me. Video games to you know physical contact. I wrestled in high school. So, yeah. Nice. All right. So you're pretty active. That's awesome. Okay, last question. What do you think sets apart successful e-commerce entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started? I think it's, uh, let's see, I think it's about who you surround yourself with. I think that's probably the number one thing. 
in general as far as success, especially if you have other trouble getting motivated or um, just kind of sticking with it. It's just really having the right network, the right people kind of supporting you and giving you that confidence to kind of really take on whatever it is you're trying to do. Perseverance, you know, never giving up. I mean, you know, I've tried so many different things, fell on my face, some worked out, some didn't. I think uh, just knowing that no matter what you try, no matter what happens, um, it the learning process of that, whether you failed, is, you know, worth the investment alone. I mean, I've, I've, I've lost a lot of money. Well, not, I wouldn't say lost money. I, I've spent a lot of money in, you know, books and online online courses and all these different things. And it's like, oh man, you know, I haven't made a single buck off of any of this stuff. But, you know, as it comes to today, you know, a lot of this stuff's, I think, really put me ahead of the game. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, being surrounded by those right people and, you know, just keep moving forward. You just got to get up. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, Kiefer, you've been sharpening your sword for a long time with all those skills, man. And, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with positive, like-minded people is is huge. This has been an awesome episode, Kiefer. I'm really excited for you and where you're headed. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Like I said, this is this is huge for me. This meant a lot that you guys uh, you know took the time out of your day to kind of chat with me a little bit. Maybe if some of these questions might have seemed simplistic or a little bit or nervous i think most of it was just like i just need someone to say like yeah just you know you can go for it you got your you're on the right step you know there's probably some things i could address here and there but um i mean overall you guys really helped me out quite a bit absolutely well thanks for being on the show thank you thank you everyone for tuning in to today's firing the man podcast if you like this episode head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive firing the man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Gatita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Gatita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to gatita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?